0: Hello everyone, great to see you back. And I'm excited for our podcast today. So welcome to Embodying Your Higher Self, Tools for Conscious Living. And my name is Michelle Chimpaka, And today I have a very special guest here from Merida. And uh, her name is Melina. So I'd love to just introduce her. Uh, Melina has spent the vast majority of her life in music and starting cello at the age of five, taking up flute, violin, voice, arch lute, composing classical music and writing for dance. She attended Eastman and Juilliard, but never, excuse me, but never really fit in. she veered into dance and gymnastics and then aerial arts in her 20s and again in her 40s. She was raised from an early age with eccentric spiritual views, reading about channelings, exploring astrology in her teens, as well as many forms of energy healing in her 30s. So she currently lives here in Merida, Mexico and is teaching yoga and English. She's also opening an aerial studio and community center in the hopes of bringing people together to be happier than they thought possible. Her goal is to facilitate joy and to teach people to create a better reality for themselves. And she says she does that in a more indirect way. So welcome, Melina. it's so great to have you here today. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Awesome. My
1: first podcast (laughs) because I break technology. (laughs)
0: No, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that, Melina. The, everything's good. Um, <laughs> if anybody is having difficulty hearing us, please uh, send us a message in the chat. Uh, we'll try to speak up loudly, because we're sharing a device together, uh, because internet in uh, Mexico is not always the best. So Melina came to my home to do this live, so I'm really happy that she's here. we mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> So, Melina, I just wanted to ask you to share um, a powerful experience that was a catalyst for you to explore energy healing.
1: Well, the first biggie for me was about seven years ago. I was in pretty good shape, but I slipped a disc, just kind of randomly. And I figured, yeah, you know, it'll be better tomorrow. And it didn't get better, and it didn't get better, and it didn't get better. And I was basically completely bedridden. Um, And I tried my usual acupuncturist, nothing worked. My mother, at that point, introduced me to emotion code, which is uh, a healing form where you work on releasing emotions that you have trapped, maybe in your muscles or your bones or your organs or your chakras or anything like that. And having nothing else to do all day, I got very deep into emotion code, so I would spend all day in bed, releasing emotions from different times in my life, different emotions, uh, different relationships, different parts of my body. And the funny thing was my back didn't get better, um, but I got happy, like crazy happy. I was so happy laying in bed, completely immobilized. I couldn't figure out how this was happening. And so she finally came to visit me about six weeks later and said well you know maybe we need a professional so we started searching online for a emotion code body code practitioner and i did a lot of muscle testing and i got that no one in the u.s could help me uh, but one person in canada could and so we made a skype call and two minutes into that call my back pain was gone it was completely gone. Wow. And I was a believer. (laughs) So then I started studying emotion code and body code. And one thing led to another. My mother kept introducing me to more and more ideas and things, usually using uh, muscle testing to, to diagnose the problem or the issue and to ask interesting questions. And that has been a huge part of my life now for the last seven years.
0: Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, um, what a journey.
1: What a <laughs> yes, journey. it was.
0: Wow. And that, but that also led you into exploring other healing modalities. And then you, you did some training. What, what else did you learn along the way?
1: You know, it's been kind of random. I wouldn't, I'm not certified in anything. I have never taken my own classes. Um, I have Reiki one certification I guess thanks to my my dear friend but uh, mostly it's just doing what uh, you know you meet someone and they heal you and you go oh I can do that I can try that too and then you just start helping the people around you and discover more and more tricks um, so yeah it, it's really been very organic and very I don't know even what to call it. <laughs>
0: Well, like, um, you know, nowadays, people are really, um, a lot of people are really challenged with what's happening in, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a, a real uh, impact for people in certain areas of the world that have been in uh, constant lockdown, for example, like yeah. um, to name a few countries, Australia and Canada and, you know, Israel and, and other places where it's been really challenging. And, I, and because of that, there's been a lot of people you know, experiencing severe depression, anxiety, and even becoming, what is it, what is it called, agoraphobic, where you're not even, yeah. you're not even yeah. comfortable to go out anymore because you become so accustomed to being in the home. Yeah. And yeah. Um, this kind of reality that has been foisted upon us through media and through other propaganda Um, has really impacted the mental health of so many people around the world. And I know this podcast is all about how do we create another reality? So I'd love for you to speak to that. Mm. What are some ideas about how people can shift their mindset and go into a different reality at this
1: time? Oh, yeah, such a good question. Um, And I think that that level of desperation that we get to in these times of fear, it makes us just ripe for that change to try the thing. I mean, I would never have gone into this energy healing except for being trapped in my bed, right? That had to happen. That was the biggest gift of my life, being stuck in my bed for six weeks to learn a new way to take care of myself. It was amazing. Um, But yeah, so I have new tricks that I use, not new, but tricks that I use. Like for instance, today I was feeling really stressed and some stuff was coming up. And so I thought I picked one of my normal games out of the air, and that is how many people can I make smile? Um, instead of focusing on my stress or all the things that might go wrong that I have no control over, I just I walked into this bank and said, how many people can I make smile? And the first thing that happened is a special friend walked up, tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you're back in Marina. So. I immediately entered into all of that with this huge smile on my face. Um, sometimes I go to the store and gets me a free pineapple, or, <laughs> um, and sometimes it gets you into like one of those profound conversations where, you know, someone might end up bawling in your arms and then telling you that, they've, that you've changed their lives just because that openness, that, that sharing of joy with other people makes them comfortable with sharing something. And you completely forget about your own stress when you do that. So that's nice too. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Melina. I also know that um, you also do meditation and and you do that quite regularly and that's helped you a lot as well. Yes?
1: Yeah. I love my morning meditation um, and I'm much better at it when I live alone. So it's been good to get back to my uh, my hour each morning i i I usually do stargate meditations and those have been wonderful um and those also have a lot of interesting tricks in them another game i like to use that might have come out of there i can't even remember is just my intuition game what in I usually start with something really simple and inconsequential, like what does my body want to eat today? Can I pick out the thing that's going to taste the best? Or, you know, which way will you hit less traffic? I feel like turning here, even though my directions say to go, you know, two blocks farther. I'll just try this road. And then once you open yourself up to that, that asking, okay, what does my intuition say now, 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 next, then you get into that deep stuff of, okay, I need to say this incredibly risky thing to this person, and just see what happens. Um, So that's another kind of big game that came out of my meditation practice, this using your intuition in odd ways and changing lives with it.
0: That's so awesome. I I really, um, I love all of that. And I feel like um, now, more than ever, people really need simple tools, simple yeah. tools that they can its so simple quickly make a shift in their um, reality and their consciousness. And, you know, just the other day, I was uh, working with somebody, and she was having a lot of issues with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I said to her, really, it's about taking those deep breaths in. Mm-hmm. And I had to demonstrate how to do that, and it's about, breathing in all the way to the lower belly and blowing up the belly with your breath like it's a balloon and it took her a while but finally she understood yeah and i said even just doing 10 deep full body breaths will completely shift your consciousness yeah and that makes a huge difference and i feel um, that a lot of people right now are holding their breath they're not (laughs) not breathing
1: yeah i had an experience very similar to that Uh, in my teaching i had a student that was having a fairly intense panic attack and she was young maybe six and intuition said i walked over i picked her up and i crushed her against my belly and was like feel my breath breathe with me you're breathing in now because i'm breathing out and i pushed my stomach into hers as slowly as i could and then i exhaled and told her to inhale and we did that and 10 breaths. She was a different person. Wow. amazing! how can you, you know, like, I shouldn't have done that in front of her parents, just walked over and manhandled her. But that's what intuition said. And that's what worked. And it was all fine. That's
0: amazing.
1: (laughs) That's beautiful.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. So I, I, you know, if anybody has any questions, don't hesitate to ask, you can come on to Uh, this live call by clicking on the phone icon or if you're feeling shy you can write a question in the comment box so please um, more questions the better Um, I also would love to ask you about what have been some of the challenges you've experienced on this path because we all have challenges and this is a part of life and
1: oh absolutely I think especially in terms of energy healing it's so hard to maintain your belief system. And this is actually the same as creating your own reality. Um, And I think it's the same as music and aerial arts and English. They're all kind of coming together for me Mm. at the moment. You know, you think, how could I possibly become fluent in a new language at this age? (laughs) (laughs) Or how you look at that aerial artist and you think I could never do that. Or you watch someone play an instrument and you think I couldn't possibly. And if you're going to do that, you've got to get over it, right? Right. So, you have to be able to maintain that belief system through that work, through that time. And that's the same with energy healing and intuition is how how do you believe that something's working when it's so intangible? How can you believe mm. that you can that the universe is there for you? That that money is going to come through? That no really terrible thing is about to occur? because you'll have what you need in the moment. Um, And, you know, sometimes those terrible things do happen. And then it's so easy to just lose that complete uh, belief system, Uh, whether it's being stuck in bed for six weeks or not having money for your next meal. Um, But we still, most times we get through it. That last, that person gives us the meal or, they're there for us. You know, when you you lock yourself out or whatever that final thing is. So yeah, belief systems, uh, and with chronic pain, belief systems become even harder because it's so hard to even focus when you're the one in pain. Um, I don't know, that was a bit jumbled and difficult to understand, <laughs> but I feel like it all kind of connects in this weird way. Uh, Yes, I yeah. think it does.
0: I think it does, and um, I mean, I know you do so many things. You're a classical musician. You're getting ready to open up an aerial arts studio, and you know you also have this background in energy healing. Even though, like you said, you never really officially trained other than Reiki. And I mean, how is all of that connected? It's somehow. <laughs> it's it's a really interesting uh, mishmash of different things. So, for yeah. example, how would you say you bring in energy or understand the the way energy works through your music, for example?
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something slightly different, so I'll <laughs> mostly answer that question. Um, I when I started teaching music, I was I was young. I started teaching when I was about twelve. Wow. Um, And, you know, when you start, it's all hooked into that ego. Okay, if my student sounds good, everyone's going to think I know what I'm doing, right? Mm. Um, And so you just want it so bad or you want your aerial students to look good, to make you look good. It's all this ego stuff where if you're healing, you, you have to be able to fix them, right? But it's not really you. They have to be ready to heal or you can't do anything. They have to want to learn to play the instrument or you can't do anything. Um, So that was really frustrating for me for a bunch of years. This concept of, I don't seem to attract students that actually want to be really good. I attract students that want to spend time around me. Ah. And at first that was, that was hard. It was, it was like, well, I must not be a good teacher if I'm not attracting good students, but then uh, and by good, I really mean in the, the stereotypical like, you know, they're going to go to Juilliard sort of concept, which uh-huh. I, I no longer agree with, but um, but then it became the biggest compliment in the world. This person doesn't even want to be doing this thing, but they're in- insisting on coming to see me every week because they want to spend time with me. And so I started to ask myself, why? Why do they want to spend time with me? What do I have to offer them? Uh, and that's when it became about intuition and 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 just mentoring their lives, changing their lives. How can I bring them joy? How can I teach them to bring themselves joy? I think we get so stuck in this routine. I have to get up. I have to exercise. I have to eat healthy. I have to go to work. I have to make enough money. I have to take care of my family. All these musts, right? And we, we We keep saying, well, I can't change anything. I don't have money. I don't have time. But really, we make time and money for what we want, what we value. So Tim I about once a month, with every new moon, I sit down and I make a list. What brings me the best joy? Uh, and how can I increase that by 10% this month? How can I increase the things that bring me joy and make more of them in my life? What Brings me down? What takes my energy down that I really don't want to do? And how can I eliminate some of that? Obviously, I can't just never clean the toilet again, but there's so much you can do. And when I look at my last year, I realize that I have created a crazy reality. A year ago, I was sitting in Cleveland saying, I think maybe I should move to Mexico. And now I'm in Mexico and I have a house and I'm almost ready to start my silk studio of my dreams. And I'm starting to meet little students that I can teach music to and people that are grateful for my help with English and yoga students that are thankful. Um, And so I think that when you live that, then everyone else sees that too. And they start questioning their own lives and saying, huh, well, she took all of these risks that you should never take, right? And well, what can I change to be happier? And so I find that a lot of people in my life start making changes quickly. Um, And I don't know if it's that they see the crazy changes I've made or if I'm constantly (laughs) prompting them with maybe difficult life-changing questions of, well, have you ever considered this? Or Yeah, I don't know. So that's where I see music and all of it being, it just all becomes part of the intuition game that if someone comes to me for music, I don't just assume that's what they're there for. Uh. I'm there to give them joy. I'm there to inspire them to find their joy. And if it's not violin, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That might have just been the impetus. In fact, almost all of my best friends in my life came to me on the street, and they were like, I think I want to learn cello, because I saw you with the cello. And then two weeks later, they quit. And then we're just best friends. It was completely a way that spirit got us together. You know, it wasn't.
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. That's a, you know, that gives you a lot of insight about how, you know, music can be a vehicle to to helping other people heal yeah. heal their Heal their pains, heal mm-hmm. some of their trauma, and um, I, you know, I love I love music. Music is very healing for me. And I, there was a time when I was learning the violin years ago, <laughs> and I remember um, people saying, "You're crazy! You know, you're in your 30, Why do you take this up You're now? thirty. Uh-huh. You're in your thirties. You shouldn't be." And I'm like, "What is this should or shouldn't do? You know, this right?" Whole,
1: and taking aerial yeah, arts in your forties, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh.
0: So you're doing aerial arts. So. Speaking of aerial arts, tell me what is the, um,
1: what do you get out of that? Why do you do it? Why is it exciting for you? (laughs) That's a good question. I actually ask myself that a lot. Um, I mean, there's the physical end of it where I don't really enjoy most exercises, right? I don't wanna go for a run, especially in Merida when it's 105 degrees, but um, I love climbing. It gives me joy to jump up and and then do these crazy falls uh so on and then my body is the strongest and fittest it's ever been so there's the physical end of of just i stay in shape and i enjoy it um and then there's the kind of mental as aspect as as i said of uh you have to believe you can do it and if i can maintain the belief that I can learn this crazy trick that I would never think is possible, then I should also be able to maintain the belief that somehow I'm going to create enough money in my life to build a silk studio. And somehow I'm going to create enough students to support myself in a different country. And somehow I'm going to learn a new language. Um, And then there's the emotional side of it. I think that when we have those successes, doing things that we never thought were possible, then you've got that emotional passion, right? And that's what leads supporting, creating your own reality. You can't just think it, you have to feel it. If you don't have that feeling that it's tangibly, it's there and it's giving you so much joy, you can hardly contain yourself, even when it's not yet there, then then it, it won't create so you get to practice that with something like music or silks and then of course there's the spiritual end of okay i've created my own reality um and why shouldn't i be able to do this in any area if i couldn't believe it in a physical sense but it happened then let's do it on the spiritual sense too
0: wow there's so much um there's so many gems in in everything you've shared and I, I just love what you're talking about. You know, in terms of manifestation, which is a big, huge part yeah. of creating your own reality. And uh, my understanding, um, I've been studying and practicing manifestation um, tools for many years. And my understanding is the the feeling aspect is super important. So getting clear about your intention. Really, and then dropping into the heart space, mm-hmm. and really allowing, energizing it with that um, emotion, joy. feeling, <laughs> joy, and gratitude. Right, gratitude is really important, yes. and then, um, and then surrendering it yes. to the universe. So, just trusting that okay, the universe is going to take care of this for me in divine timing. Mm -hmm. And it may not look like Uh exactly what I'm asking for. So when I ask for something, I always say this. I would like to, I'm ready to manifest this or something something better. better. Exactly. (laughs) So that way you don't close the door to other possibilities that you are not yet aware of. So it's really, really important to kind of leave that out to the universe, leave it up to the universe to manifest this or something better for you. Um, So, yeah, that's that's what I've noticed. And this is really important. I know it keeps coming up in my podcast, but now, right now, with everything happening, um, with the changes, um, you know, the energetic changes um, in the world, people are actually manifesting Good and bad. Oh, fast. Super fast. So fast. So we really have to be conscious of what we're thinking about. Yeah. conscious.
1: No, if I say to myself, I'm sitting in my house, oh, gosh, I need another hour to do this. Student cancels. I mean, I can basically count on it at this point. So I have to be like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I I need money to all do it later. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. Oh, wow. That quickly. Oh, it's so fast. So quickly, so quickly. And uh, today I'm not sure what happened or what I shifted in my reality, but suddenly out of the blue, like literally I got four or five messages from people I didn't really know contacting me wanting to connect with me like out of the blue. And I was like, okay, what was happening in dream time? Because when I woke up, I had this lightness of being. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing to consider. What is in your subconscious that is influencing the reality that you're creating in your outer world? Yeah. So this gets pretty deep because, of course, we don't always know what's in our subconscious. And so that's why working on our limiting beliefs, discovering mm-hmm. what they are with you know the help of a kinesiologist or learning uh, kinesiology for yourself, which is muscle testing. Um, yeah. Start looking into what limiting beliefs you have yeah. that are literally limiting you from living an extraordinary life.
1: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons music and aerial arts has helped me because it's so visible
0: yeah. you see it and
1: teaching teaching you see your students say oh, I can't uh, yeah <laughs> listen to your subconscious on huh? it's creating that reality you can you can you can but you have to believe it first
0: absolutely you absolutely have to believe it first this is key this is really key so tell me um, Do you have any other insights to share? I don't know. You've shared so much already. (laughs) But um, is there anything else that I haven't asked you or that's bubbling up in your mind that you want to share? Any practices that you're doing that you Uh, find? See, I already
1: did the new moon one, creating more joy. One of the things I've been thinking about lately, trying to remember every moment of the day, is the idea that... uh, the physical is always last right so uh if i well we and we were talking about this too yeah the idea of if, if i'm walking down the street and i trip and i hurt my ankle well there's a reason there it's not like oh my ankle hurts because i tripped it's what is that how is that serving me right that's the first question is did I really, was I walking somewhere where I really didn't want to go and this is my excuse out of it because then I should just say with my boundaries, I don't want to go and right. I wouldn't have left and tripped, <laughs> twisted my ankle. Or is it potentially fear of stepping into the future, right? Mm. With my right foot, why didn't I twist my left foot? It was my right foot and the right is very often the future. Um, and so. To, to question all of those little physical things and try to dig back into what that spiritual initiation, that spiritual seed was, um, instead of always taking that easy road of, well, yeah, my ankle hurts because I twisted it. Uh, mm-hmm. And with chronic pain, it gets even harder because that means you haven't figured it out for a long time and it's gonna take a lot more intuition.
0: Yes, that's absolutely right. I love that. Um, that example of the physical. Um, I had a really weird situation happen to me years and years ago. Uh, well, not that one, five or six <laughs> years ago. But anyway, I was walking in Singapore and um, I was with a friend who's also a shaman and we were walking and there was a grassy area. And I didn't see there was a, like a, like a brick or some kind of a rock covered by the grass, and I literally tripped, and I went flying as if I had like a motorbike accident. Like it was <gasps> it was a pretty full on flying, f- landed face first, you know, like was totally dazed and confused. And um, I never really asked why was that happening, mm. which is a, which is you know I don't know why, but the, you know what you just shared, maybe think about that. And I remember getting up and um, my friend was saying, do you need help? And then she saw a little, uh, little kiosk where they sold like, you know, pharmaceutical things. So we walked over there and there was a woman who kindly started, you know, just putting band-aids on me and medicine. And all of a, all of a sudden my friend shouted, get yourself together, Michelle. And I was like, whoa, why are you yelling at me? I just had a horrible fall. And she's like, no, you like your your soul fragmented all the fragments of your soul, which is consciousness of your mm. soul, literally got left behind where I tripped. So mm. I had to call back all of my soul fragments. And I literally felt this energy wow. rushing back. Uh-huh. And I I was like, kind of like, wow, this was really <laughs> A bizarre. second splat in the face. And I think to myself now, like, what was that about? You know, and I think <sighs> there was, Obviously that was a warning to pay attention. I wasn't paying attention in my life. Mm. And for me to flip, to to have that kind of fall where you just, you know, so intense, it's like I had to be, I had to have a rude awakening to to kind of go, Michelle, pay attention because there's things that are potentially uh, not good for you that could be um, harmful for you that you need to pay attention to. So that is what happened to me with the physical thing. Wow. Yeah, so these, had, these accidents are not just coincidences. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: I've had <clears throat> oh, kind of more people than I can count have small injuries that I'm kind, I'm kind of known now for being the one that, you know, if you tweak your shoulder in aerial, go to Melina after class. If you twist your ankle in ballet, <laughs> go to Melina after class. If you're getting a minor migraine, go to Melina after class. Um, and so, and, and people that don't know me, they end up, <laughs> sobbing in my arms after a class after i just say well here let me work on that for a second let me touch this pressure point for you for a second and then you know we i end up hearing their life story and this huge huge thing is usually released from their lives Wow! and so the first thing i thought of is what this woman that put band-aids on you what was her message in your life did she did she end up being special in any way i just felt like her kindness like
0: she was so because of the work that i do as you know i'm i'm a, an energy healer and shamanic practitioner and i'm also a, a and mentor. the universe was there for you and the universe she was, was the there universe. yeah that and also just allowing somebody to take care of me yeah. because you know i'm always the one caring for other people and mm. uh and then my friend was there too she was yeah. right beside me so she was the one who screamed at me and <laughs> made me realize that i, I had <laughs> i had fragmented so um yeah so there it was an it was interesting that there there is support there is help and, and to be open to that and to physical
1: accidents are so often huge gifts mm. and I think that's also true with money it's just i feel like it's harder to see in money mm. it's hard to see what do you mean like about money um like when you really don't have money and And then, you know, someone helps you and and you refuse, (laughs) Ah. right? Um, uh, Yeah, it's easier to accept physical help, I think, for most people than monetary Ah. help. But it's essentially the same, right? It's still the same energy transfer. Yes,
0: exactly. It is essentially the same. That's so funny because yesterday a friend was telling me he didn't have money and, and I'm like, well... It just felt natural. And I said, well, would you like me to send you money? Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, that's great. And I'll pay you back later. And I I just wrote him later. And I said, you know what? Consider it a gift, you know, because I think it's better if we can just give money and not worry about it coming back to us. Because one thing I know that I've learned with the power of manifestation Mm -hmm.
1: is
0: you may get it back from that person, but most likely you'll get it from somebody else, mm. or somewhere else, yeah. or in some other way. And it's trusting that there's always gonna be a flow of energy, yeah. and that you know we don't need to be worried about money. And I, I learned this, uh, this is really cool, when I was studying Access Consciousness for years, uh, this woman named Rika Rica Zimmerman talked about the energy of money, and she said, think of money as your lover. Mm -hmm. And she says, would you like, would your lover like it if you were always worried about him or her? (laughs) Like, wouldn't that kind of make your lover want to go away? Or would your lover like it if you were just like ignoring him or her, like ignoring the value of what he or she gives you, then, you know, maybe your lover would go away. And so she was using this really cool analogy of money being like your lover, but it
1: actually made a lot of sense to well, me. Well, and astrologically, <laughs> it's Venus. Our Venus is your lover and Venus right. is your money and your values, uh, even you know, conceptually, it's your values. Um, and it's your creature comforts, your couch. So yeah, it's all connected. And I think, you know what, that's the one thing I haven't said is when you're creating your own reality and you're really struggling in one area, say money, focus on something else yeah because you once you can prove to yourself okay i can manifest all of these things i can manifest joy and quite honestly if we've got joy does it really matter if we have money i remember when i was a kid people used to say what do you want to be when you grow up and i would say joyful
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because i was like "Well, i don't really know what i want to be but if as long as i'm happy it shouldn't matter right
0: that's right absolutely absolutely i love it I love this conversation that we're having, <laughs> so and I hope everybody is enjoying it, and uh, I really recommend that once it's uh, uploaded to my Podbean page that you download it and listen to it again, because there's so many gems in this conversation. Um, but before we go any further, can you tell us or tell the audience, how can they reach you? Because I know you have some offerings, which we'll talk about in a moment. How, what's the best way for them to get in touch
1: with you? Oh, goodness. I have so many ways. I have my Facebook, Melina Rauschenfels. How
0: do you you spell that? I'm going to put this in the chat box right now. Yes. Melina. That is correct. And then R A U. U. S C H. S C H. E N. E N. F E L S. F E L S -S 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 is in Zan. Okay. That's it. That's for Facebook, right?
1: Yeah. Although you can find. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find my Facebook. I have a Instagram that's humanomalina. What is it called? Humanomalina because I'm a human anomaly Molina. Human anomaly uh, Molina. Ma-
0: How do you spell that? Here, you do it. I sent it
1: it before. Let me make sure. Oh, it it all
0: disappeared. It's so weird. Uh, She she sent me all these social media and it disappeared off of my phone. I don't
1: that. I don't know what's going on. I uh, have this magical belief. And then the third way is my my Spanish page is Comunicasa, as in Comunicacion. Comuni. Comuni.
0: Casa. Casa.
1: Uno, uno, uno uno
0: uno uno is that on facebook it's on facebook and instagram facebook and it's in and instagram okay i got the same one in both go awesome yeah so people can get in touch with um melina she has
1: um a few (laughs) offerings right (laughs) i'm kind of spread out you know well she's
0: obviously teaching english here in merida but i don't know most of our listeners are native speakers but every once in a while i get somebody on my podcast saying I need help with my English. Actually, I'm not joking. Wow! I get people coming on saying, can you help me with English, which is so interesting because I'm not a, yeah. a, my podcast doesn't say anything about you can learn English with me. <laughs> but hey, if you're one of those people that need to learn English, then definitely contact her yeah. uh, on her Facebook and Instagram, or... Um...
1: Yeah, here in Merida, I'm starting English groups. I'm hoping to start groups of kids, teenagers, adults, different levels. Wonderful. It's just starting. I'm just, I'm brand new. But um, I'm in the South, so there's not a lot of offerings in the South. But that's also not where most people that want to take yoga are. i teaching yoga on my roof, and I'm trying to start string groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be starting a bunch of five-year-olds on violin soon. Very excited about that. And if you're not, if you're in the United States, um, I teach uh, violin, viola, cello, flute, piano, and sometimes singing um, on, online. And I do occasionally do healing sessions where people call and we kind of do this sort of conversation like Michelle and I are doing and, and start raiding our unconscious minds for what belief system or little thing is holding us back from that last bit of healing that we need to do. Mm. So yeah, reach out to me for any of the above, all of the above. It's I love working with people. Oh
0: yeah, she's amazing. I'm really I'm so blessed that you're a friend and you're oh, in my life and same. and I do feel actually sitting next to her, I feel more joyful. I'm not I'm not joking. <laughs> so I mean if you're if you're really needing help and you're needing upliftment then I I highly recommend that you contact Melina, and I know that you will feel much better uh, as a result of of working with her. So I just want to pause for a second and see, does anyone have any comments or questions? I'm so grateful for all of the listeners here live, and I thank you for those who've downloaded this recording uh, down the road and are listening now. But any questions...
1: <laughs> mm. I'm always too shy to ask questions too. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. So um, this has been amazing. I'm really um, so grateful that you came today. Mm. I'm so Malina. thankful for you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm I'm excited to listen to it again because I feel like there's it's really rich with information and oh, wisdom. Thank you. And um, so also, you can reach out to me. My name is Michelle Chimpaka. You can go to my website at Spirit Weaver Journeys. Spirit, just like it sounds, in W-E-A-V-E-R, journeys with an S dot com. And check out my mentoring programs. I have a mentoring program starting in April. For those Hello. of you who are ready to take the next step and really up-level your skills as a healer i actually teach the teachers and i teach the professional healers
1: that's awesome yeah
0: so it's pretty cool, so cool. and i also offer online healing sessions and coaching so get in touch with me or you can reach me at uh, instagram at spirit
1: <laughs> so you everybody,
0: thank you so much for being here today. Oh. Um, I'm wondering, I, I don't, I'm not on the computer, so I normally I like to do a clapping, but I'm going to do that in real time. I'm just going to clap. And thanks, thanks so much, Melina, for coming, coming on the podcast. And many blessings and have an incredible life. Yes. God bless you all. Take care.